Howdy, folks, and welcome to the Kentuckian Podcast. Enjoy. Howdy, everybody. Let's talk about a topic that's discussed all too much in today's world, stereotypes. Accusing someone of stereotyping is akin to calling someone a racist in today's society. In fact, much of the time, they're they're equated. They're the same thing. If you dare use a stereotype or, or reference a stereotype, in fact, quite frankly, if you make a joke about a stereotype, oftentimes people will call you a racist or bigoted or what have you. We're browbeaten into thinking that any stereotype is bad. We're trained to criticize ourselves and others when we use a stereotype. But is are stereotypes really that big of a deal? If using a stereotype or thinking about a, thinking a stereotype is okay or thinking um, with the stereotype is such a big deal, why is it such a big deal? Is a, is a stereotype completely harmless? Is it completely harmful? Is it, is it 100% bad or 100% good? If it's not a big deal, why is it not a big deal? I think these are some important questions, and, and let's let's get started and dig into this all-too-familiar subject in today's culture. So the first point is I want to talk about what a stereotype is, really. Again, when there's a cultural perception of a stereotype, but we need to think about what a stereotype is truly at its core. What is the, the definition or the nature of a stereotype? To help get us thinking in that direction, I have a couple definitions that are straight from dictionary.com of a stereotype. The first one is a simplified and standardized conception or image invested with special meaning and held in common by members of a group. The other one, part of the the other definition is a convention. We'll really focus more on the the first definition. I don't even have the all the second definition here in my notes. But what is this what do the, these definitions really mean? So for one, stereotypes talks about stereotypes being held in common by members of a group. In other words, the way I kind of broke them up or the kinds of stereotypes I broke them up into, uh, they are held by a culture, a society, or an organization. So you have like cultural stereotypes, societal stereotypes, or organizational stereotypes. For example, a cultural stereotype may be between two groups with a long-standing rivalry. This kind of stereotype exists, or at least to my understanding, has existed in the past. I would say it's still there to a certain amount, but it exists between England and Ireland. Even though they are both part of the United Kingdom uh, due to the the past history of conflict, and and really, I mean, they've been mortal enemies many times throughout history and have many cultural differences that have led to stereotypes about English people that Irish people hold and stereotypes about Irish people that English people hold. Uh, and that you might define as a, as one version of a cultural stereotype. A societal stereotype may be something more internal. Perhaps the stereotype that we have in the United States of like the angry old man yelling at kids to get off of his lawn. There's a stereotype about that kind of person. There's another stereotypical southern grandmother that's always getting things for her grandchildren, spoiling her grandchildren, always offering you food, making sure you're well fed, and, and all those different things, right? The stereotypical southern memo or whatever. Those you might consider societal stereotypes, so much more internal um, in a group of people, in, uh, it's contained within a group of people. An organizational stereotype might be something as simple as the needy or rude and rude customer that comes into a store. I used to work food service. 
And there are the, the certain people that walk in and you know who they are and how they're probably going to act as soon as they walk up to order food. And if any of you have worked in customer service and retail and food service, you probably know what I'm talking about. There are certain people that as soon as they start acting away, sometimes you can tell who they are. And generally, if they come to your, your place of business regularly and where I worked, we had a lot of repeat customers. You know who they are when they pull up and they fit a certain stereotype of a certain kind of customer. You might consider that an organizational stereotype or perhaps the stereotypes about the engineering team in, in, a, in a business, in a company that designs things. The engineering team is all the geeks that, that are, are um, socially inept and all those sort of things, right? You might consider that an organizational stereotype. I give you these examples to help illustrate the different types of stereotypes and where they might originate from. But as you can probably quickly guess, this is not a set-in-stone series of types of stereotypes. There's a lot of overlap because really, while those give you kind of an example or categories of stereotypes, there are fundamental factors that help form a stereotype. And oftentimes, those factors are not limited to just one of these um, sections of or, or uh, categories, excuse me, of stereotypes that I gave here, for example, right? You know, I mentioned that uh, the, the England and Ireland stereotype and the stereotypes they hold of each other um, often are, are related to religion, which affects their culture. And then there's cultural differences and, and there's language differences because you, the English originally spoke English or, or some form of it, and the Irish spoke Gaelic, right? And, of course, the history of conflict between them and, and geography and all these different things that would also affect a societal stereotype, would also affect an organizational stereotype, the kind of customers that come in. Um, age, of course, we talked about the, the stereotypical old man or, or the stereotypical grandmother. That, can, uh, that, that one of those factors is the age of the person that may affect that stereotype. Uh, um, well, in today's society, sexuality can affect that. There's so many factors where you were raised, how you were raised. Did you have two parents? Was your parents divorced? Was your one of your parents just not in the picture at all? All those different things. And you can think of a hundred other factors, I'm sure. Um, what, what kind of hobbies were common where you were from or what kind of hobbies your family participated in? And, of course, uh, religious practices in, this, in the sense of a religious devotion. You know, you can be – two people can be – part of the same religion, but one can be active and devout and the other may not be. And that affects stereotypes. I think you all understand what I'm getting at. I'm sure you could probably think of others as well, maybe thinking of others right now. So again, those are just general categories to help you get, to help get you thinking about stereotypes and what they are at their core. I mean, there's there's just so much geography affects it. I mentioned politics can affect stereotypes, um, not just the sense of like whether you're a Republican or Democrat, which can, uh, but also an American thinks of politics in a much different way than an Englishman does, and they think about it much differently than in, than someone in India does, and differently than someone in Russia, and so on and so forth. Politics affects their the stereotypes about them. Some may tend towards totalitarianism. Some may tend towards freedom, right? Especially think of the United States or representative government. And, and again, you can probably dig deeper very easily. I mean, of course, I mentioned language, but social conventions. Uh, what's acceptable and, and what is proper in a certain area affects the stereotypes about that area because people have different kinds of manners in different parts of the world. 
If you've talked to people that either live in or have spent significant time in other uh, countries, you'll probably pick up. That's probably one thing that they will tell you about and you'll pick up very quickly. Cuisine is another thing. Uh, you know, the kind of food people eat affects that stereotype. I mean, the, there's stereotypes about all sorts of different. Of course, America, the stereotype is what? Everything's fried. And you and the funny thing is, if you go, if somebody from Europe comes here, that's one thing they talk about, how much food is fried. And of course, we can make the same stereotypes about other countries as well. But I want to dig a little bit deeper into stereotypes. Stereotypes, when you really break them down, again, we, we can give specific things that affect stereotypes. We can give categories of stereotypes. We can give specific examples of stereotypes, and we can understand all that. And I think in general, people do. I hope they do. But when you really break them down to their core, if you look at, at a stereotype, not through the basis of an example, but what it is when it comes to logic and how you can really define it as an idea as opposed to defining it by an example, you see that stereotypes are general or generalized rules. They're general customs and general truths about a group that are assigned to them because of what the group is known to do. So when somebody thinks of that group, they think of the values, the customs, the rules, um, the cuisine, again, whatever the, the different categories or the different factors that affect a stereotype that is based off what the group is known to do. Now I say known to do in particular because you have good stereotypes and I put that in quotes because this is based off of our definition of what a, talking about what a stereotype is as its core. We'll talk about their relative value in a moment. I'm not saying innately good or innately bad. We'll get to that. But good stereotypes in this context are based off of truth. That's why I said stereotypes are based off of what a group is known to do. Because what they are known to do may not be really true. A bad stereotype is based off a skewed sample, right? A stereotype that's been set by a person, maybe a personal stereotype, or maybe even a group stereotype, may have been based off of one person in the group that's being stereotyped, based off one person's actions, the bad experience that someone has. And yet that person may not fall into the general customs and rules of, of whatever group is being stereotyped. And so now that skews the way that the people doing the stereotyping are viewing that entire group because of one or a few people that really don't represent the group. Sometimes um, our, our sample may be skewed, our, our um, stereotype may be skewed because of a, per, a preconceived affection or disdain for the group that's being stereotyped. If, if we have already made up our mind, perhaps because of other stereotypes, ironically enough, but if we have already made up our mind about the innate value of a certain group, then that's going to affect our stereotype of them, even if we have a good sample of what those people do, of what those people hold dear, uh, of how those people behave on a regular basis. Also, stereotypes can very easily tend to the negative side as well because stereotypes are a way to judge the potential actions and therefore the potential danger that someone might take. In essence, a stereotype is a way to gauge the likelihood of a person from a certain group, from group X, taking any particular action. Another way to describe it, think of it, if you will, as you are going to imagine the theoretical, quote-unquote, average person of whatever group you're stereotyping, okay? Not a specific individual, just what the average person in that group might be. And you take that average person, a stereotype is the list of actions, behaviors, 
and beliefs that this theoretical person would partake in. I hope that that helps kind of illustrate what a stereotype is at its core. At its core, it's a way of defining potential actions based off of previous actions. Okay, so let's talk about our stereotypes archaic or outdated. Basically, our stereotypes, good or bad, uh, maybe they were good at one time, but they are, are outdated now. They aren't necessary now. I, I think that most everybody would agree there's no questioning that stereotypes have been an important element in human history uh, through most, if not all of it. But are stereotypes still necessary? Again, are they bad and they always have been? Are they good and we need to embrace them now? Are they used to be useful, but now they're not? I think perhaps the most important thing to remember about stereotypes and to learn about stereotypes is that they embrace fundamental human truth, and those that deride any and all stereotypes as bad, racist, bigoted, whatever, ignore human nature. The fundamental truth that we need to remember about stereotypes is that people tend to collect in groups, and these groups tend to have general values and behaviors that make them distinct from other groups. Oftentimes, in reality, these lines are drawn at least partly upon ethnicity or skin color, but not always, and not always completely. Sometimes part of the stereotype is based off of a, an ethnicity or skin color, but it, it's not fully based off of that. Sometimes, again, that, that's, that happens a lot, but it is not always the case. Sometimes lines are drawn or stereotypes are drawn uh, originally by the need to survive or perhaps the available resources, and that kind of gets into, into geography, right? A culture is affected very much if you think, for example, of a coastal culture. You go to someplace like South Carolina or Louisiana, like New Orleans area, or um, Florida, different places like that, their culture has been very much affected, not as much by skin color, but much more by the fact that they live by the ocean and that affects the weather they get and that affects the food that's most available and that affects the things you do and what time of day you do them because of the weather. All those different factors have a really big influence on the culture and skin color takes usually takes something of a backseat to that. Think about a mountain dweller stereotype, somebody that lives out in the middle of nowhere, out in, the, in, in, in kind of wild mountainous areas, right? Again, Part of the reason that stereotype exists is the way it does, and the reason that that group behaves a certain way is because of the resources that are available in the mountains. You don't have a lot of seafood available if you want to talk about food. You have deer and, and other animals, rabbit and small game and, and different things that affect that part of the culture. And what you can do for fun and when you can do it is affected by the different weather and the different geography of the mountains. Uh, and, of course, all those different things, I think you, you kind of start to see what I'm getting at. Again, skin color may very easily take a back seat to that, and often does. Right? Culture is, is partly defined by what's around a person, what's available, and the literal environment that they live in. Sometimes stereotypes and, and the groups that people um, gather into are defined more by a common cause. Colonists, an example of this would be colonists moving somewhere to escape religious and political persecution. United States is a good example of this. Of course, originally the colonies and, and uh, basically America, if you were to sum it up that way, instead of a particular country like the United States, was originally settled, yes, much by English Englishmen um, and some, you know, some Scotsmen and Scots-Irish and some different things like that. But a lot of different cultures, and of course, as the United States progressed, there was even more uh, different groups of people of different race, of different ethnicity, different countries that they hailed from. 
that came to America because of what it offered as a common cause and not because other people that look like them were there, right? And there's other, you know, economic factors and all sorts of stuff like that as well. You can sometimes, you can go um, and have what are in essence big or even more general stereotypes and you can have specific stereotypes. You can have stereotypes about America and you can have stereotypes about Kentucky and you can have stereotypes about people that live in Louisville or people that live in a specific county or the counties in general in Kentucky or that live in Paducah or Lexington, right? And you can, and there are stereotypes about those people as well, but then you can go way more general and go, go and stereotype Western civilization. And that can include everywhere from America to, to Western Europe and, and, and then places that they've affected, even places perhaps in North Africa and the Philippines and, and all sorts of places that are more dominated by Western culture. And you can stereotype Eastern culture. And those are very general stereotypes because you can get very specific. Specific, You can go into Chinese culture and then a specific province of China and probably specific cities in China, just like you can in Western civilization. But you can throw a lot of, of Asian countries into the stereotype of Eastern culture because while they are very unique in their own ways, they also have general truths that most, if not all of them, hold in common, just like with Western culture, Western civilization. This is not a bad thing. Everyone is unique. But by collecting with the people that they share many similarities with, uh, people are able to develop culture. A brief survey of anthropology or even just traveling or, or Googling things from other nations or even various parts of the U.S. quickly return a small glimpse of the vastness and creativity of the human mind. These things are wonderful. They, the, these different cultures and the, the groups collecting based off of shared values, shared interests, and other shared characteristics keep our thoughts, our values, and our lives from becoming stagnant. Stereotypes are not outdated and not innately bad as long as people are not carbon copies of each other. Stereotypes are also an important way for us to determine general courses of action. This is something we need to think about as well when we think about stereotypes. If we meet someone for the first time, we have no real idea how to deal with them as an individual because obviously we don't know them as an individual. How do we know when we meet this random person, how do we know what kind of conversation to start? How do we know what their values might be? How do we know what might be offensive or what might be complementary to them? We don't accept through a stereotype. In fact, what's one of the first questions that you're likely to ask some random person you meet that you've started talking to? So where are you from? That helps inform a stereotype that gives a jumping board to know them better. People are not defined by their surroundings and where they came from, but they are or completely defined by their surroundings and where they came from, but they are to a certain degree. And that's basically impossible to escape because it affects how we develop as individuals. This all feeds into the importance of a stereotype. Remember that a stereotype is a framework through which we get to know people, through which we get to know the individual. That's why stereotypes are not innately bad. That's why stereotypes are even good. Because when used correctly, a stereotype is a framework through which we get to know the individual. Now, what's some actions we should consider, some things we should consider about stereotypes as we've discussed this? While they are innately harmless and even very useful, they can easily be corrupted. There is danger in stereotypes that cannot be ignored. If we have a derogatory or fictionalized stereotype, it can harm our relationships with the people that fall into that stereotype. It can keep us closed off 
from seeing who they really are as an individual. Stereotypes can lead to that if we are not careful. We never want to let a stereotype get in the way of the individual. In a culture like ours in the United States, where politics and many other things in our culture thrive off of stereotypes, especially through something like identity politics, it's even easier to fall into the trap of letting the stereotype define the individual. Remember what we said, stereotypes are a framework to get to know the individual, not a lens through which we define the individual. Now, of course, there's people that, while they would not admit it, define themselves based off of a stereotype of whatever group they're a part of. I don't personally think that this is bad in and of itself if the stereotype isn't a bad stereotype, isn't a harmful stereotype, but they should at least be honest with themselves and not get offended if someone points this out or makes decisions based off of a stereotype that they're obviously trying to replicate. Now, I do think that uh, while it's not innately bad, the idea of defining ourselves based off of a stereotype basically exclusively has a or is an indicator of perhaps a degraded culture, um, but that doesn't mean that it's innately harmful. You can kind of work with people, right? Everybody's developing. Everybody, especially younger people, are trying to develop self-identity, and stereotypes may help them do that. That's a different topic for a different time, uh, so I will move on from that. But there's another danger about stereotypes that we must be aware of. And this is something that I've even dealt with personally in college in some of the classes, or one class in particular, I think, that I've taken. There are many people that are convinced and are being convinced generally by leftists that they are self subconsciously racist because they judge a random person they don't know based off of a stereotype. Now, there's a particular example um, but it's particularly used, and I'm just going to say it, it's particularly used to demonize white people, and generally their reactions to black people, it could be other ethnicities. Uh, but that's what it's used for. It's used by leftists to divide based on race. Now, the one example that I've heard is, uh, it's basically a question that someone will try and ask someone who says, well, I'm not racist, I don't define based off of skin color, define an individual based off of skin color or what have you. So they'll ask him this, well, if you see a black guy walking down the street late at night, do you get nervous or do you cross the road? And of course, immediately people go to, well, I do, I guess I do get a little nervous. I guess I might cross over because they're worried about getting mugged or whatever, right? Now, it's a very easy trap to fall into, but it is a trap. It's a dangerous tool and a dangerous trap because it takes the emphasis away from the reality of the situation or, or these situations in general. I'm not even going to talk about the stereotype that, that many black folks try to fit into. I would leave that to someone like Brandon Tatum, Thomas Sowell, the Hodge twins, or David J. Harris. They talk about those things, and I'm not going to talk about the crime statistics or what have you. That's not the point of this. I want to talk to you about the actual logic of the argument that's being made with this question. When someone makes a point or asks a question like the one I gave to try and insinuate that you're subconsciously racist, that it's built into who you are, they always bring the emphasis to skin color. If it's not direct, it's indirect. It's understood, well, the only thing that you can be, the only reason you can make that decision would be because they're black. So you're a racist and you just didn't know it. It's a logical fallacy, and it's one that takes advantage of people's emotions and fears to manipulate their own self-perception. What is it? I'll ask a question to counter this. What is it that really might make someone nervous around a black person? Before I give you a specific, it's the same thing that might make someone nervous around a white person. It's not skin color. It's dress and demeanor. 
while they want to make it all about skin color, while they want to make you a racist because of it, for most folks, it's about dress and demeanor. If someone sees a black man in a suit with a smile on his face, he's standing tall, he's got an air of confidence as he walks down the street, there ain't nobody but actual racists that'll be worried about that. If someone sees a white man with, with a slouch and trashy clothes and an aggressive demeanor in the way they walk and the way they act and the way they talk, they're likely to be nervous. And I would say many of you have had experiences like this. I know I have. It's not about skin color. It's about the, the things that they choose to do, the way they choose to behave and what they choose to put on. It's never really been about someone's skin color as much as some people want to convince you of that. And I'm talking about in our culture today, you might go back and say 50 years ago people did based off of skin color. We're not talking about that. We're talking about now. Most people do not make these general decisions about what might be safe or what they're nervous around actually based off of skin color. It's based off of dress and demeanor. Don't let someone convince you you're subconsciously racist because you realize that someone who's behaving as a criminal might be a criminal. And again, has nothing to do with skin color. I'm not talking about the other issues. I understand that some people will make the argument that our perceptions of dress and demeanor, um, of what is appropriate or safe dress and demeanor, is based off of racial lines and other similar arguments. I, I recognize people may make that point. That is not the focus of this episode, although I will say that they are very weak arguments. They really don't hold up when you examine them closely. Since they want to make it about race, Addressing this issue for a moment, I would suggest that you look up the men that I mentioned a moment ago. Brandon Tatum, Thomas Sowell, the Hodge twins, David J. Harris. There's others as well, but they are basically all political commentators that address these very these very points that people try and make in saying that the whole system is based off of race, even if you can break it down to dress and demeanor like I just did. So I would encourage you to go check them out because they address that very clearly. They talk about it very freely. They're all black men, and they recognize those stereotypes, and they address them head on because they feel very strongly about the way these things have been politicized. So you want to learn more about that? Please check them out. We may talk about it later in more detail, but that's not the emphasis today. As we close, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode as always. I hope that it's given you something to think about. There are people that would have stopped listening the moment I implied that stereotypes might not be innately evil. Ironically, they make that decision based off of an incorrect stereotype about people that think a certain way or say certain things. The reason that they assume that uh, that they might have assumed that I'm a racist because I said something is not based off the logic of my argument or the facts presented in my argument, but based off of a stereotype about people that say certain things. Stereotypes are a way of life, and they're not innately bad if we're aware of the dangers and we're careful not to let them define the individual. We use a stereotype as a general framework, and then we get to know a person, and we adjust our perception of them based off of what, how they are as an individual, their decisions and their values. Anyway, please help me get this out here. Tell your friends. Listen to other episodes. Follow my Facebook and Instagram page. It's linked in the description below. Uh, you can keep up to date on things going on and, and see in when I post new episodes and things like that. Imagine the difference you could make if you told just one person about this episode. If every listener just told one person, you would, you could very easily double the number of listeners I get. You don't have to do a lot. Do what you can. You really can make a difference. If you'd like to support me in a more personal way, my Patreon is linked below. And remember, friends, as long as you and I are doing the right thing, we will make a real difference in this world. Mm -hmm.
the Kentuckian, trying to make a difference one person at a time.